I want to announce to you this morning that a portal of grace, of grace, a portal of grace, healing grace is open here this morning. Hallelujah. I'm going to be talking about, uh, you know, when Reverend was, uh, is it Reverend? He was talking and he talked about in, on, on Sunday, and talked about you staying in your, in your place, right? Staying in your grace. And um, when, when that was mentioned, I just say graces and places, right? You know your place, you know the grace. And there is a river of healing in this place. Savannah Ministries is a river of healing to the nations. Amen. So like they say, when they pass you the ball and it hits your left leg, push it to the right. If you are completely right-handed like me, and give it a good shot. Amen. So let's talk about healing this morning. An endless portal of healing grace and health grace is open. And everyone that steps into it this morning will be transformed forever. In their health life. All you need to do is what Reverend also told us yesterday. Come to the party with just one thing. What do you come to the party with? Your ears. Forget about, forget about the tone of voice. Amen. Forget about the accent. Amen. The Igala one may come out. Amen. Um, just put aside the person. Amen. And hear the words. Because what you need to do is to hear. The important thing for you is to hear. Can you help me tell that to your neighbor? Say the important thing is to hear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, um, we've been taught in many, many, many occasions and many ways about how, how we receive healing. Amen. I want to start by emphasizing on three Three different ways that we receive healing or healing is ministered. Amen. And then the third part is where I will dwell. Hallelujah. Because that is whosoever. Say whosoever. Say, say it again. Whosoever. And because at any point you can lay hold on healing that way. You don't have to wait for any minister, any man of God. You, have to, you don't have to wait for any move. You can take hold of healing for your body at any time. Amen. At any time. And as soon as you believe. And as soon as you take hold. You release your faith. Healing is there. Healing is for you. Now the first way. Which we've heard a lot about. Is by the gifts of the spirit. Amen. And um, Pastor Tokumbo. Actually. He. Read or quoted. Without looking at scripture. Read. First uh, Corinthians chapter 12. Yesterday from verse 1 to 11. He was actually reading all his scriptures. Without looking at the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, and in First Corinthians chapter 11, it talks about the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone to profit with all. That's verse 7. Amen. And it talks about, for to one is given by the Spirit a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. And in there, he talked about the gifts of healing. Amen. Now, verse 11 says, All this work at that one, the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. Hallelujah. Or, like Pastor Nugwa, you know, brought that to light for us many years ago, a few years ago, that it's as his manner is. Amen. As he wills, there is as his manner is. So where the Holy Ghost is, his manner is the manifestations of a spirit. Hallelujah. Is he here this morning? So we receive the manifestations of a spirit. We receive the gifts of healing. We receive the workings of miracles. We receive the gift of faith. We receive tongues and interpretation. We receive prophecy. We receive the revelative gifts. Hallelujah. Eyes are open to see. Ears are open to hear. Amen. We receive the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Like I know right now, there's somebody here with a pain in the back of your neck. Amen. And when that pain comes, it runs down your spine. Hallelujah. God is healing you. And it has put fear in you. Fear of you going paralyzed. And the devil has bombarded your mind with all manner of stories and all manner of thoughts. You have even heard of people with similar issues go paralyzed. There is healing for you this morning. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is healing for you this morning. Your time will come. Amen. 
But as I speak God's word, healing is flowing. Amen. So I may not have to lay hands on you. But when you receive your healing, please shout it out. Amen. Don't keep quiet. I minister to people in, I mean, mostly in church because I'm here. Amen. Hallelujah. We're in church. And I minister to a lot of people and um, it's down the road when there's another issue. They say, hey, Pastor Joe, I need you to pray for me concerning, you know the last time you ministered to me about this leg pain? It disappeared, right? Hey, can you pray for me now? My back is pain. I'm like, why did you tell me? <laughs> so testify. Like Reverend has taught us, it's part of the healing. It's part of your, your, your receiving. The end of it is your testimony. The end of it is your testimony. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, there is healing by the manifestation of the Spirit, which we've always been talking about. The gifts of the Spirit, like um, King James translated in some places. But the gifts is realized, actually, is manifestations of the Spirit. Amen. And these are as the Spirit wills. So, as much as you can pray and believe God for them, it's as the Spirit wills. I cannot force the manifestation of the Spirit. Amen. I can believe God for them. I can pray for them. But how he's going to move, when he's going to move, is up to him. I'm just open and yielded to him. And we see some outstanding manifestations. Now, let me show you an example of this in the Bible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And um, thank God, time is for me this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Just um, quickly look at um, the book of John. John chapter 5. Let's start from verse 1. Yep, John 5, 1. But let me just open it in my, in my own Bible here. Um, and I'm going to read it first of all in the King James. Then I'll read it from the uh, Passion Translation. Thank God for Reverend has a celebrated Passion Translation so much. That we are all looking at Passion Translation. Amen. Hallelujah. But uh, after this, there was a feast of uh, Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is a Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five portions. Now, these are five colonnades or five tents. Amen. Now, if you think of a tent, just think of the virtuous lady's tent there. It's, that's quite small, Right? But think of tents and think of how many people can even go under that tent. Maybe like 10, 20 can go under that. But think of a little bigger one. So at least I would say if there are five tents there or five colonnades, there are probably about 100 people at least there waiting for one thing, waiting for the moving of the water. In this, in this that is in the, in the tents, lay the great multitude of impotent folks. Now look at the kind of sickness that were there. They were blind, they were hot, they were withered. Amen. Paralyzed people, all manner of sickness, waiting for one thing, for the moving of the water, which was a supernatural manifestation also. Amen. Now, if you, if you, if you read it in other translations, verse 3 and 4, or if you look at the references that you put there, verse 3 and 4 are actually uh, excluded from some manuscript. And I wonder why. Actually, if you even look at the Passion, it explains that. But if you look at verse 7, you understand that there's no way verse 3 and 4 cannot be part of it. Because that means verse 7 will make no sense. Let's read on and you see. In there lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind, hard, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4. Um, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water and say, whosoever, say it. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped into the step in was made whole of whatsoever so it's whosoever and whatsoever it doesn't it does not matter what the person has done he says because i did this that's why this thing is on me even if a person just finished lying and he got into the water first chicken amen it did not have anything to do with what you have done, where you are coming from, who you are, how long you have been there. It's just who steps in first. 
And when the angel moved the water, anybody that goes in is completely healed of whatsoever, notwithstanding how long they have been sick. So the duration of your sickness is not what will determine how much power will heal you. Or the magnitude of your sickness is not what you know. Oh, this one has been here. After they've ministered, you say, Reverend, this one has been here for, I've been sick with this thing for 10. You don't understand. Stop trying to make the minister understand the magnitude of your problem. Just receive, amen. Can we read on? Verse 5. It says, And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 80 years. Um, and when Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been there a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will that be made whole? And the man said, I have no man. So you see that when Jesus came, <laughs> the man was waiting for the moving of the water. He was waiting for the anointing to come down. That happens once in a year, amen, or once in a season. The Bible did not say whether it's a year or say season. He was waiting for that. He did not realize that the moving water, the grace, amen, the healing is himself, the anointing that the angel will bring was standing before him personified. So, Everything they have been waiting for was now here in person. Amen. And he stood and said, "Will that be made whole?" Now, let's, this is why I want us to look at it in the mess, in the uh, Passion Translation. But look at let's let's just go there, and I'll read something to us from the Passion. Uh, just a moment. Switch to glory to God. Let me read from verse 5. It says, many, uh, among the many sick people lying there was a man who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that the man had been crippled for a long time. Jesus said to him, do you truly, do you truly long to be well? Do you truly long to be well? Now, this is the note on that. He said, are you convinced that you are already made whole? The question Jesus asks literally is this. Are you convinced that you are already made whole? Because the Greek tense there is actually not future tense. It's not will you be made whole. It's that do you know that you are already whole? Why did he ask that kind of question? Because the man obviously was lying down 38 years. But he told him, do you know you are already made whole? Because this is a covenant man. In his covenant is healing. Is health. And all these 38 years, he was already healed. But he didn't know. And Jesus wanted him to see that healing that you need is standing here as a person. Without, even with that question, what was the man's response? I have no man. Because his confidence was in the water and the troubling of the water. But your confidence needs to, needs to be in this person standing. Healing in person. Regardless of his faith, of his confession, Jesus said, rise up, take up your bed and walk. And look at, give us King James and look at verse 7. Um, verse verse. Let's read from 7. The important man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool and while I'm coming down, another step into it. Verse 8. And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And verse 9. And immediately, the man was what? Made whole. When Jesus ministered to the man with a withered hand, he said, Stretch forth your hand. The Bible says he stretched forth his hand and he was healed. Amen. But in this case, the Bible said the man was made whole. Then he got up. You know what? This is the gift of healing in operation. The man's faith was not even required. So, without him even making the effort, the healing was there. Amen. The second one is the tangible healing power. And this is a special grace upon Reverend Amen. And upon Savannah Ministries. And I'm cruising in this anointing. Amen. It's a special grace. Now, these are 
people who God has specially anointed them to minister healing. And this healing power, this tangible healing power, and I, I can tell you that on Saturday when you are here for laying on of hand service, you experience it even more. Yes. Amen. Yes. Now this tangible healing power will come upon the anointed to minister healing. Amen. Now in this case, the faith of the people is required. And their faith is required to believe that this anointing is upon this man of God to heal me. All I need to know and all I need to believe that is the anointing is upon this man. And when he makes contact with me, I receive my healing. They don't need to know all the healing scriptures. Amen. They don't need to have one healing scripture quickened in their heart. They don't need to, they just need to know that there is a tangible healing power and this power is for me. They just need to know that Jesus has taken away my sickness. And by this power, I can lay hold on the healing. Glory to God. Amen. Now, there, there is difference here. The first one is by the healing and the, by the gift of healing. Where uh, there are gifts of healing. So you see, even in the healing anointing, you see that. Uh, quite a bit but it's gifts of healing where you have a gift of healing you have it towards one particular illness more right so you see some people who the gift of healing is operating is, is operating in their life and they see a lot of crippled people being healed they see a lot of uh, blind being healed they see lumps disappear and all that hallelujah and in that case they just come the, the power of the holy ghost will come upon them amen the people will come hallelujah just be available and sometimes they can give the most big, biggest unbelieving words just fall out of their mouth. Yet they will get healed. The mercy of God. Amen. And the second one which I talked about is the healing anointing where you just believe that this anointing is upon this man of God and receive. Now this anointing was tangibly and mightily upon Jesus. Jesus is the one anointed with the anointing without measure. Amen. So the tangible healing power was upon him. And in Luke chapter 6. Let's look at Luke 6 from verse 17. This is preamble to what I want to talk about. Amen. And I have my time. Yes, ma. I mean, let me not tell any stories. I need, to, I need to stay here. Amen. I need to stay here. Glory to God. Luke chapter 6 from verse 17. And it came to pass... And he, and he came down, excuse me, and he came down with them and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of Judea and Jerusalem and from all the sea coasts of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear and to be healed of their diseases. They came to do what? He said it again. They came to do what? And to be so in the manifestation of the healing anointing, the healing anointing being oppression, there is a need for the hearing. Before the healing. Are you hearing me? There is strong need for the hearing. Without the hearing, there will be no healing. Tell your neighbor, without the hearing, there will be no healing. So if you fall asleep. So if you fall asleep. Tell your neighbor, say if you fall asleep. Don't bother coming out to be prayed for. Because you need to hear first. Before this anointing. I'm serious. I'm serious because a lot of people will not hear and they just want the anointing to work for them. It does not work that way. When we minister to people that way, we are pushing them away from, the, from their healing. Because they have more people who have laid hands on them and they did not receive healing. So if you don't listen and you fall asleep, don't bother coming out for hands to be laid on you. Because you need to hear. Say amen. Now, look at the multitude that came from, Jer- from Judea, big city, from Jerusalem, amen, big city, like the capital city, amen. So that's like the Lagos. From Thai and Sidon, the coastal areas, amen, like Portacot joined. Um, and, and, from, and they all came, and from Thai and Sidon, which came to do what? They all came to hear and to be healed. Now, move on. Give us the next verse, verse 18. We reach 19. And they that were vexed on clean spirits, and they were healed. The whole multitude, now go on, 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for they went what? Fetch. Tangible healing power. They went virtue out of him and healed some of them. 
He healed only those who were Jews. He healed only those who were men. He healed only those whose sickness was just within the space of three months. That's why I mentioned all those places from Judea, from Jerusalem, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. And he healed them because they all came to hear and to be healed. A tangible healing power. Amen. And this power is here. And the Holy Ghost is here. Now the third way, which we always like to, I always like to talk about because this is the one believers like to hear, need to hear and hear very well, is healing by the word. Amen. Because God's design for you is to stay in health. This is what Jesus was telling the man that was at the, the, the uh, pool waiting for the troubling of the water. He said, do you know that you are already healed? Because he's a covenant man. And God wants you. God is not, this is primary purpose for you, primary plan for you. It's not for you to fall sick and get healed. Fall sick and then the manifestation of the spirit. Fall sick and then the healing anointing. His purpose for you is to stay in divine health. Amen. And the staying in divine health is by the word. Amen. Are you still with me? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 22. So I'm going to move a little faster in talking about this. And before we look at Jeremiah 8, 22, we are talking about healing by the word. So let's look at Matthew chapter 13 and verse 11. Matthew 13, 11. Help me with that. Welcome, sir. Let's put our together for Pastor Reverend Arame Tokula. We just walked in, amen. And he answered and said unto them, Now, this is without taking you so far into it because of time. Um, this is Jesus after giving the parable of the sower, amen. And they came to him to wonder what this is, what's the meaning of this, right? In Mark, he, he told them that uh, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any other parable? It means this is the foundation, this is a parable of parables. Amen. This is the foundation of it. And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. It is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So if you come to here, you will definitely know. Amen. You are not the one that is describing Titus as ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. You have a hearing ear. Say, I have a hearing ear. And the word of God is revealed to me. Say, it's plain to me. Like daylight. It's plain to me. So it's given unto us to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. Simply put, it's given unto us to understand the word of God. To have faith. For revelation to enter our heart. It's not a difficult thing. It's our nature. Amen? It's our nature. If you say, what you need is revelation of the word of God. That's you. So when you look at God's word, when you pay attention to it, light will enter your heart. Say amen. amen. Light will enter your heart. Give us verse 12. Let's read on quickly. Amen. For whoso, whosoever, say whosoever, heart to him shall be given, and he that hath, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that which he hath. Next verse. Therefore speak I unto them in parables, because they seen, see not, and hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. So the important thing is to see, the important thing is to hear, the important thing is to understand. Amen? amen? So your eyes must be open to see, so our own eyes see, amen? Our own ears hear, our own hearts have the capacity to understand. And we have the capacity to have faith. That means we are the receivers. Nothing eludes you. As long as it's in God's word, it's yours. Now, when you take the word and look at it, it will enter your heart. For a seed to grow, it takes time. Amen. And that's where people miss it. Because it's the principle that we operate by. 
in the world, in the spirit realm, in the physical realm, which is a, a replica of what happens in the realm of the spirit, is seed, time, harvest. Seed, time, harvest. There must be seed planted, there must be time allowed, then the harvest to come. But a lot of people plant the seed, and just like they make fun, tomorrow they'll go and uproot and see, is it growing? And next tomorrow, no. Allow it to grow. When it grows, like Mark 5 say, the birds will come and build their nest in it. The birds that were the threat to the seed, they are the ones that will now come and build nests. Because so is the kingdom of God. It's like a man who casts seed into the ground. Sleeps night and day. The seed grows. He does not know how. But first it will grow up the, the ear, the full corn in the ear. It will grow up the time of harvest to come. Then you put in the sickle. But that is the principle. Whether of God's word in your heart, amen. Whether your seed that you sow is the principle. Time is in between the seed and the harvest. So if you are putting God's word in your heart concerning your health, keep putting it. It cannot fail. It will surely grow. There will surely be harvest. Amen. Hallelujah. Therefore, speak out to them in parables, saying, go on to the verse 14. Um, and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, By hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive. 14, uh, 15. But this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Least, say least, at any time. Did you see that phrase there? Any time. At any time. There is no set time. Any time. At any time, they do what? Help me. They what? And? Excuse me. I'm teaching. Amen. That's me. I will teach. So, I will need you to respond. Just indulge me like you are in school. Amen. Are you ready? Good. At least at any time, they what? And? And should? And should be? And I should? Anytime you see, anytime you hear, anytime the revelation enter your heart, anytime there is conversion, you make a turn around after that revelation done in your heart, there is a turn around. You start seeing differently. Amen. You see yourself differently. The pictures are formed. I should heal. I must heal. Glory to God. So, Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 22. Glory to God. Are you still with me? Jeremiah 22 says, Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of, my, of the daughter of my people recovered? Is there no healing in the house? Is there no healer in the house? Why then is the health of the daughter of my people not recovered? Why then is anyone sick? Amen. That balm is medicine. Amen. And of course, we know physician. It's still a word that we use today. Pastor is a physician. He's a doctor. Who is a doctor in the house? Glory to God. I'm seeing people raise hands. Amen. There is, a, there is in Gilead or in Zion, amen, there is healing. And in Zion, there is a doctor. If there is a doctor in the house and there is medicine in the house, why should there be any sick person in the house? In other words, amen, in other words, the fact that there is a doctor and there is health in the house is not automatic that the people in the house will be in health. Because for every promise of God, there is God's side and there is man's side. Amen. And I'll put it to you simply right now. So if my time ends before I finish, you get it, you still have it. Amen. That the condition on your own path is to believe. And for you to believe, the word must be in your heart. And must be on your lips. 
Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 10, excuse me, verse 8. It says, Say not, who are sent to the heavens, that is to bring Christ down from the dead, or who uh, bring Christ from heaven, or who descends to the depth, that is to bring him up from the grave. For the word is near you, even in your heart and in your mouth, which is the word of faith which we preach. The word must be where? In your heart and in your mouth. The word must be where? The word must be where? If it's only in your mouth, it's not going to work. If it's only in your heart, it ain't going to work. It has to be where? In your heart and in your mouth. It has to come out of the abundance of the heart for it to work. Amen. So, confession that we talk about in our work of faith is not the repeat after me that works. Hello. It is not the repeat after me. It is the word coming from the depth of your heart. And this word must enter into your heart. You say, oh, that's going to take a long time. I know of a man in Acts of the Apostles who sat there and heard Paul preach. I think Reverend Tukumba actually even made reference to it yesterday. Acts 14, right? Where he heard Paul preach. And the Bible said, Paul steadfastly beholding him saw that he had faith to be healed. Then he said, rise up on your feet. And the man leaped and walked. He saw that the man had faith to be healed. How did he get faith to be healed? Because the gospel was being preached. And the gospel is as much salvation as it is health. You cannot separate salvation from healing. Bodily healing, I'm telling you. You cannot separate them because when a man hears the gospel, the same way he's receiving salvation is the same way he's receiving health. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What are his benefits? Benefit number one. Who forgives all thy iniquities. That means he has forgiven, is forgiven, and will continue to forgive all your iniquities. Past, present, future. That's the same way also he has healed. Is roughing healing in your body. I will continue to be the healer in your body forever. Past, present, future. Benefit number two is your healing. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Hallelujah. Who satisfies your mouth with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You never grow old. Hallelujah. So you can boldly say, the Lord is my help. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my health. And as I speak these words, healing is manifested in your body. Amen. Glory to God. Healing is manifested in your body. Go to Exodus. Exodus chapter 15. Are you still in the house? Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Exodus 15 and verse 26. But in um, Jeremiah chapter 8 verse uh, 22, where we read, it talk about um, the, the, the balm, the, the medicine, the health in the house. I talk about the physician. Now the word physician there is the word Rapha, which is what God described himself here in Exodus chapter. Go, go to Exodus. Take us to Exodus 26. Exodus 15 verse 26. He said, and, 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 and said, if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his command, and keep all his statutes, I will put none, or permit none, of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your physician. Amen. I am is Jehovah. It is a self-existing, eternal God. It is his name. Actually, translated I am there is his name that he introduced himself to Israel, introduced to all of us, amen. Yahweh, amen. Which pronunciation has been lost because it's been, it's such a sacred name that the Jews don't just pronounce it. Before the priest will pronounce the name or write the name down, he will go and do what we can easily describe as ablution. He will go and wash, clean up, put on new garment before he can even say Yahweh or write down Yahweh. And it is never written 
without the adjective Adonai. Adonai. Yahweh. We are so honored that we can stand and call the name today. Because the veil has been torn in two. And he is our father. Now the self-existing eternal God. The maker of the heavens and the earth. The one who put the stars there. And knows everyone by name. The one who knows the direction of the wind. He is the one that causes them to take direction. He knows every grain of sand. Every single grain of sand he knows. The one that knows every strand of your hair. Every cell in your body. Not only that, he knows your thoughts. He knows your intents. He is the one that walks in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He is the one that put everything in place. He ordered, he orchestrated and put them there. He sets their he sets them in place. The Bible called him the elevated one. El Elyon. Meaning he's at the peak of everything. And there is no other space above him for him to rise up to. Because if there is any space above, he has filled it all. All wisdom. All power. All strength. He is. I am. And he has declared, I am your healer. I am your physician. He is beyond the manufacturer of the product to say, oh, he is the, this is the manufacturer of the product, so they are the best to fix it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. He's way beyond that. Because every substance, every atom used to make those components, he is the one that orchestrated, planned, designed them before they even became components to be made into anything. Like your body. Amen. He knows every cell. He knows every atom. Not only that, he's the one that designed them. He knows every thought. Hallelujah. And he has said, I am your doctor. I am your physician. Condition there. There's a condition there. He said, Hacken. 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 Look at it. If thou would diligently hacken. To what? The voice of the Lord your God. They came to hear and to be healed. Hearken to this. God is your doctor. Your healer and your healing is in you. As one time, Reverend was traveling and they came to sell. You know those days, school days, when you would take public transport. Wow. Not even drive, not before you even talk of fly. And they're owning jets. Because he's owning jets soon, amen. How about now, you guys? You guys, are you in the spirit? Can you see into the spirit? Well, if you don't clap, me, I'll fly in the jet. I don't know about you, Sha. I don't plan to fly it. I don't plan to go to piloting school anymore. Leave that matter alone. Just leave that matter. Maybe Captain Femi, who was here yesterday. Uh-huh. We have pilot here. Hallelujah. Who fly jets. Anyway, glory to God. Glory to God. God is the physician in the house. So when you say, is there no Bram in Gilead or in Zion? Is there no physician in the house? Why is the health of my daughter not recovered? The condition, hacking here. Amen. Here. Here. Hacking means here, like Pastor Jessica just plotted it out. Here and do. Not just here alone. You must hear and do. Amen. And the primary doing is what I just told us in Romans chapter 8. He said, This is our faith. How does he operate? You're not going to go down into hell to bring Christ up. You're not going to heaven to bring him down. You're going to do what? The word is near you, even in your heart and in your mouth. In your heart and in your mouth. Amen. Say it with me. Say in my heart and in my mouth. Not only in my mouth, in my heart and in my mouth. Not only in my heart, it's in my heart and it must be in my mouth. I must speak this word. Hallelujah. 
Now, the next question is, if he's a doctor, we talked about Bam in Gilead, and then we talked about the physician in Gilead. If he's a doctor, where is his medicine? I've been saying it since, amen? Well, let's say it from the word again. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Is somebody alive in the house? I've been blessed this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, my son, attend to my words. Proverbs 420, right? My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are what? Come on, are you still with me? Is somebody still alive in the house? I'm just the first person teaching this morning. No, there's still another person coming. Amen. Hallelujah. And I shout more than he shouts. So just glory to God. He said, for they are life unto those that find them and medicine. Yes, the word is health there. Literally, it's medicine. Amen. And medicine to all their flesh. Medicine, curative, preventative. Medicine to all their flesh. Now, please, please listen. I need you to hear this part. Even if you miss anything, don't get distracted right now. Don't slip up right now. Just hear this part. Medicine here is not an analogy to say like medicine. He didn't say the word is like medicine. He said the word is medicine. How does medicine work? Tango Pastor Nungwa is sitting in front of me here. Uh, I think Auntie Lara is somewhere around. My mom is there. We know that medicine must be administered. The fact that there is treatment in the chemist, there is medicine in the chemist, does not mean that, oh, okay, you have this this disease, oh, it's treatable. Just the medicine is available. Oh, yeah, you can go. It's available. Your own case is no problem. Is that the solution? Is it also the solution to say, okay, this is a prescription. Go and get it. Then you now say, glory. The doctor has given, oh, Dr. Raf is even here too. Doctor has given me prescription. I'm good. And you go home. Is that the end? Come on, stay with me now. Is that the end? Also, is it when you now go to the, the pharmacy and say, you put in the prescription, they give you the drug, they give you bill. Even pastor gave you money to pay for, for the bill. You took the money, you paid. Yeah, and pastors do spend a lot of money treating people. It is not a bad thing to take medicine. And we'll get to that. I'll show you a scripture about that. Amen? It's not a bad thing. I actually even listened to Kerrigan recently who was talking about healing. And he said, it's not a wrong thing to take medicine. Actually, he said, uh, was it that week? Just recently he said, I bought medication. That's him now. We are, me and my wife, we bought medication for someone here worth a hundred dollars. In that his time, what a hundred dollars he gave someone money to go and buy medication. Amen. Amen. Doctors are not evil. But doctors, but <laughs> but it's not that the, the word of God or prayer is help to what doctors are doing. No, it is that doctors are a help to what the power of God is doing in our life. They help to keep a lot of people alive until faith arises in their hearts. Because without them, many people will check out before they even, faith even rise up in their heart. Amen. And the fact that you took medication does not mean you don't have faith. And that's the one I want to show you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. But the word of God is medicine. And the way you go and buy the prescription, you put in the prescription, they give it to you, you go home. It's not going to work on your shelf. Amen. It's not going to work under your pillow. Amen? Amen. Amen. There is even a way you take it. They tell you to take this before meal. It means you take it after meal to be less effective. They tell you to take it seven days. It means if you take it for three days and you stop, you have built immunity. A lot of believers are building immunity against God's word. You know why I said that? Because they start off 
believe in God for healing. And then two days along the way, they drop. Yes, this thing doesn't work. Then they come back tomorrow. They say, Pastor Ramey, pray for me. Pastor Ramey, lay hands on them. And they would, Pastor Ramey is one of the people that laid hands on me. It didn't work. Pastor Nogua is another person that laid hands on me. Maybe Reverend would lay hands on me this time to work. Reverend, now it will not work if Reverend lay hands on you if with that attitude. And then you are further away from your healing than when you first started. That's what I call building immunity. Not like um, you are immune to God's word. No, the word of God will work for you. But your attitude towards it is stopping you from receiving. Just like Jesus told them that your customs and your tradition have made the word of God of non-effect. That means the word of God can be of non-effect in the lives of people. Depending on how they handle it. Amen. And a lot of people also, because they receive by the tangible healing power, or by the, healing, by the gifts of the Spirit, which we described at the beginning. Amen. Are you still there? You still remember that, right? Because they receive that way, when there is a counter-attack, and the devil will always come back. They say, I thought I was healed. That I thought I was healed. You have lost your healing, no? You have sat all over. In the body, look, in this place as believers, God's primary purpose for us in health is by the word. A lot of times, the gift of healing is advertising the gospel. Thank you, ma. Hallelujah. My ushers, we have fight after service. I'm joking. Amen. But it's the word. You need to stay in this word so that even if it's by the healing anointing, you receive your, your healing. And, you know, sometimes we also cut ourselves, we sell ourselves out, we cut ourselves out by saying that, oh, the healing anointing is just for new converts. The Bible says everyone, where I read to you in Luke chapter 6, it says all of them, whether the old, the new, all of them were covenant people. Jerusalem, sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, they were all covenant people. But the healing anointing worked for them. There was no separation that this one, you are mature. You, you are not mature. You, so he said all of them got healed. Hello. All of them that came to hear received their healing. Amen. Challenge comes a lot of times when it comes to keeping the healing. Those who have not built their faith, it becomes a challenge keeping the healing. Particularly when there's a counter-attack. And most of the time, the devil will come back. So when you get healed, it's not time to go jolly jolly and go back to your old ways of never seeing the Bible until it's time for church. My advice to you, if the devil ever attack you in the area of your health, crush his head. With healing scriptures in your heart. Out of your heart. Flow from your mouth. Don't even need anybody to lay hands on you next time. Amen. You be out laying hands on people. Because that's where a lot of believers. I know we are believers. Many of us are actually believers here. That's where we are. So God's word is medicine. And the way to take it. Because it's by prescription right. There is a prescription to every medicine. Even vitamin C, there's prescription. Some people abuse it. Amen. The prophet says that 1,000 milligram is one a day, right? Uh-huh. Some people take two. It's abuse. It's drug abuse. Some people, it has become drink. Anytime they are eating, drop one. I'm not drinking soda. I'm not drinking soda. I only drink vitamin C. Abuse. Just like some people abuse uh, antibiotics. Now, I use antibiotics, for example, for, uh, for God's word. Many people take antibiotics, right? And they will take it, they will say seven days, right? You take it for three days, you feel better. But you, you stop. If there's, there's a relapse and they'll tell you you need a stronger antibiotics. That's, yeah. Now, many people need to understand that the word of God has to continue in your heart. Seed. Say it now. Seed. And harvest. And many times, the way antibiotics works is not you take it today and tomorrow the symptoms are all gone. Many times it's gradual. Many of our healings are gradual. Because God's word is medicine. Healing by the word, many, many times are gradual. 
It's not like there will not be instant healing, but many times they are gradual because medicine works that way. And the same way Jesus used farm to give us analogy for spiritual things, the same way medicine is being used as example for God's word when you're receiving healing by the word. I'm not saying it's not going to be instant. Look, there is healing in your body. God put that there. It's called your white blood cell. Pastor Nugwa can explain to you how it works to fight all the disease. Right? God put a measure of healing in everybody. When the power of God comes upon you, that is magnified. When it's doubled like a hundred times, we call it instant healing. But it's still healing. He said, no, me, I want the instant one. (laughs) Uh, It must be instant. If it's God, it must be instant. Go and look at your Bible. And many people want to be healed without knowing what is in the Bible about healing. It doesn't work that way. Like I've told you, it's medicine. There is a doctor in the house and his word is his medicine. So how do you deal with this word? Verse 20. My son. Verse 20, please give it to us. My son, do what? Attend to my words. How do you attend to God's word? How do you attend to something? Like right now, I have your attention. So if you hear attend, think of attention. What are you giving your attention to? And many people, because of symptoms, oh, I had a one time, I can't remember who, who, more, who was saying that they, they, they were ministering to themselves about healing and said, look, now you are not going to pray for your own healing. Pray for your brother or your sister to be healed. Because a lot of times when you are not the one having the symptoms, it's easier for you to believe. So you release your faith for your brother, right? You, because when you are the one feeling it, the symptoms are shouting in your ears. You must turn up the volume of God's word to be louder than those symptoms. Amen. That's why I was coming to. Turn up the volume of God's word. So it's loud. Let it be what you can see. What you can hear. Let it, let it become more real than the symptoms. I say it's painful. It's painful. The word of God will calm down every nerve. Stop every pain. And that lasts forever. Recover you. You know, we talk about righteousness. And um, Pastor Tukumbo talked about righteousness a bit yesterday. Reverend also, you know, talked about it. Um, righteousness is not what you grow in. Like he said, it's a gift. Amen? We are righteous. It's ours. I don't have to do anything else to be righteous. I didn't do anything to become righteous. I just believed. Amen. The same way, I just believe that I'm healed. Now, the truth is, I may not feel righteous. Is it? Do you feel righteous? Like, if you even think of feeling righteous, the devil is coming to you with many stories of what you did yesterday. How you snapped at your wife or your husband. How you did one other one you know it's interesting when bible tell people in church look for honest men <laughs> believers he said look for honest men among believers so look for honest ones that means <laughs> that you are born again does not mean you must be trusted that you are honest <laughs> so if they tell you to account for what is in your hands don't get angry amen you should even account before you are asked to. Be accountable. Amen. Glory to God. But attend to my words. Pay attention to it. Incline your ear unto my saying. Let it go in through the ear gate. Hear, hear, hear. Now, the hearing will go through here. But it's this place that needs to hear. So the attending to, the hearing, the keeping your eyes on it has to continue until your heart take a hold of it. And the heart is not knowledge. Oh, we miss it a lot. I think Pastor Ramey talked about that when when he spoke the first time. It's not in how much I have understood it, how much information I have gathered. Amen. It's not in how much information, oh, I have had that before. Now, tell me that you have eaten rice before and so you are not going to eat rice again. Amen. It is growth. It is growth. That's why seed time harvest. It is growth. You keep hearing it and let the growth happen. You say, how long before the growth happen? If your own is taking two years, let go until it happens. 
It's not the time that matters. It's that the growth should happen. So you are going to pay attention. You are going to stay with it. There will be distractions. Yes. There will be sleep. Yes. There will be tiredness. Yes. There will be boredom. Yes. But you are going to discipline yourself to stay with it until the word is, is revealed to your heart. You say, how will I know? Come on. It is not a, it's not a mental thing. So you are not going to say, I can now remember it. That you remember healing scriptures does not mean you have healing scriptures in your heart yet. It's not a physical thing. So it's not when it's tingling all over your body. The day you are now excited as you are speaking God's word. No. Amen. It's a spiritual thing. And when it's done in your heart, your heart will leap. Your heart will know. Light will come. And that light from here will now change every picture around you. You no longer see yourself sick. As long as there is whining in your, in your voice, you are, not, you are not in faith. As long as you are still looking for people who will pity you for your sickness, you are not in faith. And you are not ready to be healed. What should you do at that point? Oh, I'm whining, so I'm not in faith. And just give up. No. Then you get in the word. Find the healing scriptures. Stay with it. Some, one or some will jump at you. Those ones that jump at you, take a hold of them and stay with them and flog them. By staying with them, burning day and night, you are looking at it, you are speaking it. As soon as you remember, at any time you remember the pain, speak the word. Anytime the pain tickle you, speak the word. Anytime you remember that you need to be in, in health, speak the word. Anytime you forget, speak the word. And keep declaring it. Let it come from the depths of your... Let it come from out of the abundance of the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. You know, I was, I was saying to myself one time, like, why is that sometimes you, you know, you're speaking something, you're speaking something, and it's not as if it's happening. And I just heard clearly in my own heart, it's not out of the abundance of your heart. For the mouth to speak to bring result, it must be out of the abundance of your heart. So, Joe, what you need to do is get it into your heart. I say, how long is it going to take? Say, until it gets into your heart. If you have left your own heart to be so dull for a long time, it's going to take you a longer time. So, get it in there. And when it gets in there, it will now become easier. It will become easier. And the same principle that work for health will work for prosperity. And then when you stay, when you receive the healing, you keep it there so you stay in the health. He says, so it's going to last forever. I have good news for you. It is going to last forever. (laughs) Amen. We live by the word. Every day, we live by the word. You know, some time ago, um, God always prepares us for things that are coming. Amen. You know, the devil orchestrates. If the devil wants to get you to do something, um, do something wrong, he's not going to just start today to get you to do it wrong. He may start from 10 years ago. Just working, working it out, working it out. I think I still have some more time, right? And there's conversation going on around. <laughs> I need to finish. So he may just work it, work it, work it, work it until you are prepared for it. Those things that seem big to you will no longer be big to you anymore. Because over time, he has made, given you those thoughts. He come with one thought, get, get behind me. Satan. Next time you, ad, you admitted and said thinking of it. This thing can happen to someone like me. Oh. It happened to this big man of God. Why can't it happen to... That is, the, that is when to kick. That is when to shout. That is when to fight so hard. And get the word out of your... Get the word in your heart and get that thought out of your heart. Don't let it settle. A bird can fly over your head. Don't let it perch. Don't let it be the nest on your head. So when, he's, when the thoughts are beginning to fly, oh, oh, this man of God, how did it happen to such a wonderful man? Don't, don't. I was telling my sister, I said, I don't even, he was telling me about somebody who passed. I'm like, um, well, like but this person is this age, oh, this, this kind of concern. I said, uh, you know me, I don't question and think about those kind of things when I hear them. Because your healing is not by your anointing. Your healing is by your faith. And I don't know how much he has built his faith. But I know how much I'm building my own faith. <laughs> so I'll stay in my own faith. You cannot, Reverend, as much as we love Reverend, amen, 
And I know how much Reverend has built his faith. So I can confidently say, Reverend's health is not by the anointing upon him. It's by his faith. And if he does not build his faith, we'll be visiting <laughs> banana and orange. But have you ever heard that we need to go to Reverend uh, Church? And as you said, Abuja, we are the ones that could have had that kind of opportunity. You know, Reverend uh, is strong. <laughs> Today, um, Reverend is in town, but he's not ministering because he's strong. Who are you deceiving? Faith is not denial. He said, what's wrong with you? I, I, I'm strong. Faith is not denial. Faith is not denied. You have still told me that you are sick. Because the, the, the point of this, the words is communication. So you may have used the negative words. There's a way they say it in English. Irony, right? There's a way you say something. You say the opposite of it. Figure of speech. They're not helping me today. Irony, right? And figure of speech. You say the opposite. So you are telling... I already got the message. Psalm 107, verse 20. Thank you, Lord. So I was telling you that um, people, God will always prepare you ahead. There was one time that all of a sudden God just, you know, prompted me. There's many thoughts that were trying to come into my mind. And God just prompted me. He said, Joe. And literally, he didn't, he, a lot of times when I hear God, it's not like I hear a voice and I start looking for who is in the room. Like again used to say or like Reverend who say he himself walked into the room. Those kind of those are supernatural manifestations, right? And they are awesome. We we'll enjoy if we have them. But if we don't have them, we live by the primary one, the inward witness, how God leads us, right? And so a lot of times I don't hear, I've had voice, a voice before. Um, I've seen someone before. Um, but most of the time is I just hear, it's annoying here. It's like somebody spoke, it's like the words just drop in your heart. Amen. And he said to me, he said, Joe, don't be afraid of the fight. And I stepped back to think. I said, yeah. You are avoiding, you know, nobody should tell you that you, are, you have this symptom. Nobody should tell you that you have this sickness. Nobody should tell you that you, need, you have a, a large amount of debt to pay. You, you just want to sail. I'm in faith. So I avoid all those things. They will not come near me. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's where we find a lot of believers. They are afraid of the fight. So they avoid the fight. They ensure that, okay, I'm in faith. So the fight should not come. He said, fight the good fight of faith. So faith is a fight. You will hear the bad news. And he said the important thing is that the first thing in overcoming is that you must not be afraid. If you are afraid of the name cancer, there is problem. Because the day any doctor mistakenly even if it's not, mistakenly suspect that you have, I think that growth is cancerous. You are dead. Because the devil capitalizes on that and you are afraid of, you will get cancer. It's not cancer, but it will develop. And in the end, when they test you after you are dead, you even have the cancer. But the fear is more crippling and kill faster than the disease. So he said, don't be afraid of the fight. And don't be afraid of any name. Because you have a name that is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee must. Like Amplify say, King James say shall. Amplify say must bow. Every knee. There is no HIV, TB, whatever. I said, no, I didn't do any bad thing. Why would they call HIV for me? Let them call the name. They can call the name. But you have a name that is above. Don't be afraid of the fight. Don't be afraid of the fight. Don't be afraid of the fight. If there is fear, deal with it now. That nobody is even telling you anything about it. Get into God's word and deal with that fear. That's the important thing. First step to your healing. Get rid of the fear. And a lot of people are so scared of the name cancer. Why? Everywhere. They're so scared of the name. Because man stands before it confused. Not knowing what to do. But we have a God. 
that is our physician. That's why I told you how he's the one that made every cell. Come on, you guys keep quiet on me. That's why I say he's the, he's the one that is at the peak of it all. And there is nothing that can overcome him. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. Go to verse 19. Let me round up now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, my time is almost up, right? It's up. It's up completely. You guys brought time and just put zero, zero. Let cap meeting end. Then we'll deal with ourselves. <laughs> Amen. For the Lord is good. Verse 19. The crown to verse 18. No, 17 actually. 17. It's a fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquity are afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of meat. They draw near unto the gates of death. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distress. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. Who was the reason why they fell sick? What was the reason why they fell sick? Verse 17. They were foolish. They acted wrongly and the sickness came. But they cried unto the Lord and he healed them. He sent his word. It doesn't matter what cost it. He is not interested in what cost it. And man is always fond of that. When in, in John 9, when they met the, the blind uh, man who was blind from birth, they asked, who sinned that this man is born blind? Jesus, look at it in the message translation, I think. Is it message? Yes. Jesus said, you are asking the wrong question. The important thing is not who or what or how. The important thing is that, that the work of God will be made manifest in him. Hallelujah. A power of God is available for you. Amen.